This show is an ultimate podcast group production. Hey, this is Live Better with Natasha with me, Natasha Hamilton. This podcast is all about exploring your mental, physical and spiritual wellness. Live Better with Natasha is for anyone who is looking to broaden their horizons with their wellness, who want to heal, they want to grow, and they want to feel on top of the freaking world. It's so good to have you on today. So a little bit about you, Liz. So you are a, you're a coach, aren't you? Yes. You coach adults and children? Yeah, so basically I help people to be their best self and create their best life. Yeah. And where does it all stem from? Has this always been a massive passion of yours? Yeah, well, I've been learning um, personal like self-development. It's been my passion since I was about 15. Um, I first started learning about it. Um, I've had qualifications for just over 10 years now in coaching business coaching accelerate learning nlp um psychology so anything personal development i basically do for fun yeah i know and you love it it. you're always on my instagram feed gorgeous smile telling people you know it's all right you're gonna feel a certain way but it's okay like don't let it consume you yeah kind of you've got to like move through your emotions haven't you yeah definitely. all the time your emotions can it's like you hit a brick wall I think the problem is um many of us run away from them because it's so fearful to actually face what's going on and in actual if we actually just face the emotion and sit with the emotion you know just let it be there for a little minute and ask it what it wants mm. and then sort of deal with it they pass but the problem is when we don't do that they stay inside us yeah. And this is where the trauma's built up. Yeah. I've actually been having a few little wobbles myself the past. Sorry, my daughter's just come in and brought me one single Pringle. <laughs> Lovely. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been having a few wobbles myself. You know, like I've had a few triggers uh, the past few days. And, yeah. you know, you get that like chainy feeling in your tummy. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Self-doubt. And I'm like, hang on a minute, where the hell's this come from? Because like four days ago, I was feeling on top of the world. And yeah. all of a sudden, I've just gone and I've totally flipped. I feel, I just don't feel, I haven't been feeling, you know, that confident, like warrior version. Yeah. And, it, and sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. Like you can be in a rut for a while and, you know, you're feeling crap. And then other times it's just like you wake up one morning, you feel like poo. Yeah, well, we all have good and bad days, don't we? Like, that's just life. And I think as soon as, like, we have a bad day, it's like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. No one else feels like this. It's just me that feels like this. So there's definitely something wrong with me. When everyone feels like that. Yeah. And if we just all start saying, you know what? I've had a bit of a bad day today. And that's okay. Yeah. Then we all start to feel a little bit more normal. But I think it's put across, isn't it? All the good days sharing the shine and not, you know, the other stuff that happens. And I think it's, it's great to be able to share both and let everyone know that we're, we're all just normal and we're all just trying, aren't we, our best? Yeah. And it's getting like coping mechanism, mechanisms, I suppose. Like last night, I just felt I had this ball of like negative energy in my body. Yeah. 
the kids were all in bed and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to thrash this out. I'm going to get a sweat and yeah, I'm going to thrash it out. And then I'm going to have a meditation. So I did my bike in the kitchen with all the lights off and one of the kids' night lights. They've got like a star night light. So it was quite like, it was moody. I was like, just like really like in the zone. It felt brilliant. And then I got my blanket. I lay on the floor, put my meditation on and had to cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I think I felt so bad through the day because I kept pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. And then I just let it out. I had a shower, went to bed, woke up this morning. I was like, ah, I feel all right today. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like giving you, like allowing like the emotion to come out. Yeah. It's that's like the important bit because I think we all feel like, oh, we just have to, we have to mask it, don't we? Mm -hmm. And that's that's where it continues, isn't it? And continues. Like I find journaling just my life saviour at times like that. You know, we have so many thoughts, don't we, in our minds, so much going on. What if I do this, then I do this, never do that, never do that. And 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 we don't like journal it out. It's just difficult to process, I think. I'm the type of person is I've got that much going on in my head that I can't write anything down sometimes. It's like there's a total block. So yeah. for me, journaling isn't a natural thing to do. Yeah, because I'll be like, not for a lot of people though. It's a terrifying, mm-hmm. but the yeah. prompts are so good. You know, just if you say, "I'm just going to write two words today," like it's a proven scientific fact that journal helps anxiety, depression. You can overcome anything with your thoughts. And I think sometimes we have that much going on that you think, "I'm going to end up writing a full book here." You know, <laughs> like if I, I was saying to people who were on my um, "Be Your Best Self" course. Just write two sentences on how you felt about today. And then you find once you start, you're just like, and this, and this, and this. Yeah. It's so true. It's it's figuring out how to peel back the layers because yeah. after what you start with doesn't really have a correlation to the end goal, but it's all but it is all connected. Yeah. But these are all, this is how our thought process process is and our mind. So if we can make sense of it out, we've made sense of it within our mind. So mm-hmm. when we begin and we're like, oh, that's how we're feeling. You know, we've got that much going on. But then we can sort of, I sort of call it writing the story. I sort of write the ending. So this is what I'm going to do now. And I'm going to do this because of this. Close the book. I'm fine now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it can be that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So before we went live, we were talking a little bit about accountability, weren't we? Because obviously at the moment, <laughs> people are feeling a little bit overwhelmed and they can be putting themselves last because yeah. you get up in the morning to sort the kids or, you, you know, you're working from home. And I feel like in lockdown for me, what I've had to do is remember there's own like, I shouldn't be working every hour of every day. Like I need to stop and have breaks. Yeah. I need to work within, like if I was going out to work, like I'd, I'd be in the car, I'd be driving home. It's like, don't be working from yeah until 7 p.m. and not breaking and not really like eating properly yeah. because that's just mental. <laughs> that's yeah, like, it definitely that's is. That's going to make me feel like crap. Yeah, no, it definitely is a thousand percent. I think a good tip um, I have shared before and I had a lot of good feedback on is um, try and colour code your day. So say, for instance, you've got work to do, you've got like things you need to do for yourself or even homeschooling. 
and you can get the children involved in it. So if you were to like get an A4 piece of paper and draw six circles on it down the left side, so a pink one, an orange one, a red one, a green one, and call each colour a time. So say, for instance, it was eight till 10, which was a breakfast and a morning routine. And then I don't know, say orange was lunch at one. And then maybe learning was green so that everyone knows in the house what colours next. What time is it, kids? Are we on green time? Are we on red? And they're like, oh, look, we've only got this much time left and then it's green time. We better get on with doing this. And it yeah. puts us back in focus in the present moment on the current task at hand. So you do a lot of work with kids, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite thing to do. I love adults, but I do love kids more. So what have you been doing to help, to help kids during lockdown? Um, we've had um, a free lockdown programme for the kids. Um, I've just put it online, which is videos. And um, there's like different packs. So there'll be like a confidence pack, um, a strong pack, an I am brave pack, all different types of empowerment to help the children's um it's to work with their emotional intelligence, but also help them understand their thoughts and their emotions. So each video is different and each pack's different. And I normally sell the packs, but throughout lockdown, I've just put a free code on, lockdown kids. So anybody can literally go on, just pop the code in and download all the packs for free and watch all the videos too. So amazing. Will we be able to share that link? Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll get the link. That's for the free lockdown one. And then I also have... Another one which is starting in a few weeks, which is um, live with Liz. So I go on every week on a Zoom and there's a book posted out to the children's house. It's a five-week term and one one a week is a section in the book so they know, you know what, what class we're on on the Zoom. So there's that too, yeah. Where does the passion for helping kids stem from? Ooh, <laughs> the passion for me... Um, with helping children, I didn't have um, the best childhood. I was in I was in foster care when I was a child, and I wasn't taught about how to um, manage myself, like my emotions. I was just in one place, and then I was in in another. I went to lived in many different foster houses, and although um, there was support, I was sort of felt alone, and had to sort of figure out what was going on in my own head and how I felt. And a lot of that um, basically stayed in me as trauma until that's why I've been into self-development since I was 15, because I've always known I've had things that I was going to have to work through um, and learn until I released that. And I, when I've looked back, there's a few things that could have been done and implemented when I was younger that would have saved me a lot of trouble, time, effort, pain as an adult. So I've wrote a children's book, um, which is just um, like workshops for the children, which take they can do it on their own. So it's like, what did I need then? And how how can I give that? Because even as parents, you know, there's no rule book. I'm I'm not a parent myself, but I can see it's the most difficult job in the world. We all get things wrong all the time. And there's no no right and wrong, is there really? Mm -hmm. So I think... Having some sort of guidance. Yeah, I haven't been a parent, but I've been a child Absolutely. and I know what I needed. Yeah. So that's what um, is in the book and it, and it helps the children go through the emotions. And you know what? I even do some of the tasks the kids want myself. I think it's great for adults as well. Sometimes we go, oh, I think I'll do that. <laughs> do you know what, Liz? You've just said there 
you know, you haven't got kids, but you've been a child. But at the same time, a lot of adults, me included, I don't know sometimes what I should be helping the kids with because, you know, we send them off to school. We presume everything they're going to need will be covered in the school curriculum. And then they come home, it's like family life. But actually, when I really think about it, I mean, they are, the schools are getting better now. Like they do bring in mindfulness. They bring in yoga. Like I know in high school, they've got Fishy or whatever it's called. PHSE, is it? Which is like where they all get together and they do like they talk about stuff. It's getting better, isn't it? It is getting better, but at the same time, I feel like like mindset, mindfulness, understanding like what's going on, like in your body and your mind. The younger a child can start learning about that, the better it's only gonna be. Definitely. And I think we can, we can't help change the next generation unless we are educating us as adults, because no matter what the children know, they still go back to habits that we hold as adults being parents or in our households. So it all starts with us as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I've, I say, like, I'm quite honest with like, especially like my older son who's, who's at home, I say to him, I don't know everything. Like, I know I'm your mum. Yeah. I'm like boss, but I don't know it all. Like, I'm still making learning and and trying to become that better person. Um, because I, I, I hate being, trying to be like a dictator parent. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really want to be that. I want my kids to be able to talk with me about, about things. Yeah. Yeah. More coming from try this rather than do this. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is, and you know, this is only kind of probably recently. So I know my younger children will probably benefit a lot more from the way my mind's working now. But you know, I've been a, I've been a parent for eighteen years. Yeah, and, you know, I'm learning new tools all the time, and yeah, yeah, you know, it, it is a bit of a minefield parenthood, but. <laughs> Just try your best. So uh, going back to what we were talking about a bit earlier about accountability, like holding ourselves accountable for, you know, getting things done, not procrastinating, not falling into like a dark space where you feel like you've got nothing else to do, you feel isolated. Um, I think it's quite a difficult time at the moment for people, isn't it? Yeah, I think at the moment, um, mainly anxiety can stream from lack of control. So we've all had all our control taken away from us right now. So obviously, we're all going to be feeling anxieties. So the best thing to relieve that is to create your own reality. So what I do is I, I plan to say three months ahead I'll have planners. I've got them free on my website as well. Everybody can download them. And I sort of decide myself what is happening in those three months. So, yeah, I understand this is going on outside and this is going on outside, but this is what's going on in here. And sort of take back that control so you can see where you're going. And then that will relieve anxiety because you feel like you've sort of, okay, so it doesn't matter what's going on there because this is what I'm doing now. And that sort of helps the process with the accountability. When we've got that plan, we've got a vision. And if we've got a vision, we know what we're doing. Most of the time, we don't start because we don't know what to do. Yeah. 
And that's, do you know what's interesting? You said talk about vision. It's like digging into finding your why. And just before we came on here with my uh, ketones with the the team, we did a finding your why um, exercise. And I think it's something that you need to do all the time. It's not like do it in January and forget about it. (laughs) And if things change, don't they? And, and, And you can go deeper rooted as well. And this is the, that's it. Like, so I started with my, like my top line was um, I'd like a thriving and successful business. But when I kept saying, but why, but why, but why, but why? And I did it five times. And it was basically because being a fulfilled parent or being a fulfilled adult will mean I'm the best role model I can be to my children. Yes, see, and then that's the real reason that gives us fire. And that's when you ask me then, so why did I do that? I already knew my why, you know, for the book. And I knew it was because I wanted to give what I needed at that time. But if if I hadn't done my why, I wouldn't have known that. I'd have just thought, I just think it's great for kids. And my why is changing all the time. And what I've been, I think because I'm really digging deep into like the wellness and I've got yeah. coaches and I've got you know, um, I'm doing a lot of different, like kind of a bit of therapy coaching and it's making me really stop and think like, where, where am I in life? Where do I want to go in life? What held me back? Uh, me. <laughs> you know, Always when, us. Always uh, us. But you, when I've been digging deep, deep and peeling back the, a lot of the layers, you know, growing up in the public eye from a young age, like it's all about acceptance like you have to be accepted in all in order to be very very famous like we all like if people didn't accept atomic kitten yeah we've had the success that we had yeah so it was always put on our shoulders you have to be this you've got to be doing this you're a role model you're this you're that but then the flip side of that was the media ripping us apart and kind of basically saying we were like a loads of shite <laughs> not all the time yeah but you know they have the time, but you know, pennies in, don't they? yeah and you and you often remember the negative above mm-hmm. the positive because that's yeah. what's deep and it's what leaves the, the kind of scars yeah and when I look back I never felt good enough I never felt like I was a good enough role model because of how I would be portrayed in a lot of like the publications and I think that's now for me it's like I don't want my kids to go and Google my name and all this crap come up. Yeah. Now I know, like they know me. They, I'm their mum. They probably won't even correlate what is in black and white to what they know of me. Yeah. And I always say to them, please don't do that because it's not nice, not a nice place to be. Yeah. But that's kind of my insecurities is always like, am I doing enough? Am I good enough for, for them? Like, yeah. Do they see me how I am or do they see me the way, you know, other people might see me? And this is like my challenge right now. And honestly, I've never explored this at all before. It's big, isn't it? I think once you see that, though, you'll automatically know that they see that. mm -hmm. Because ultimately what we feel and think with inside us of other people due to perception of psychology and the unfilters of our mind is that we will worry if someone else thinks something based on if we think it. But mm. once we think it, that doubt goes. So then it goes in again. Everything's just in us, isn't it? Everything. Yeah. It, it, it has got quite deep lately. I'm like, oh, I've never really... Because 
I'm not just being, I'm not just on that superficial layer anymore. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to pull the roots up now. Yeah, that's where yeah. the magic happens, isn't it? This is exactly, with me being in self-development from that young age, I sort of got through into that deepness quite quick. So even when I was, hello. <laughs> even when I was, I feel like my self-journey began very early because of that. So I feel like I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So I've done a one-to-one like private course. They're like, Liz, this is so deep. And I'm like, thought I went easy. <laughs> you know, it just goes so far, doesn't it? Of, of, the, of our mind, of like where we can go with the questions that you were asking then. It's like, when you start asking them questions, you're like, wow, mind blowing, isn't it? And the more you go deep, the less of a frightening place it becomes as well. Yeah, I think I think starting off is the most terrifying time. And that's why most people don't begin their self-work journey because I am in the middle of writing a book at the moment. It's called Healing's Not Messy. And it's about how we heal. But it's not as scary as what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks they've got to ultimately shatter inside and their life's got to fall apart. In some cases, it does. But not for everyone. I think that's a scary thing, isn't it, for people to get started? Yeah. And that's that's where... That's what I'm trying to create now. It's like, instead of seeing things as like this fearful unknown, think of it like an adventure. Like if you were going on an adventure up, um, what's it called? That, um, <laughs> well, what was the, what's that big, big mountain over in like by Nepal? I'm, I'm climbing it later this year. <laughs> well, basic Everest. There we go. Woo! Oh, Everest. Okay. So I'm actually that is an adventure. Yeah. So I'm actually <laughs> going to Everest base camp later in the year with my partner. Um, but anyway, so when like people like that to me is going to be a massive challenge. It's going to be a challenge mentally and physically. Yeah. When you sit at the bottom and you're looking up, it's like, oh my god, right? Yeah. But if you can channel it in the right way, it's like it's an adventure. Now all adventures are gonna have the highs and the lows. Yeah. If you've ever done something that's pushed yourself, whether it's been, you know, a health journey or anything that's good anything. for us does it to us, doesn't it? That's yeah. what anything. It's just like this. Mm-hmm. But if you can see it as it's a start, you're starting on this adventure. And by the end of it, you're only going to have grown. You're only going to feel better. You'll yeah. have learned so much along the way. Like your knowledge will literally like engulf you and, and make yeah. you feel like. Something. And you'll know who you are as a person. You know, what you really want out of life, what you like, what you don't like, what your values are, what promises do you keep to yourself, how we talk to ourselves as. There's so much that's just hasn't been looked at. And this is where lack of motivation and lack of confidence and the self-sabotage and everything else that we do, because it's that connection, isn't it? I think starting a journey, I used an analogy. You know, if we're driving down the motorway and we've got our car lights on, we can't see, can we, ahead if it's dark. We can only see that little bit in front of us, but we just keep driving and we keep driving and we keep driving and we have that faith that, the roads there <laughs> and all we can see is that little bit in front of us where the lights are and it's exactly the same with everything else that we're doing in life isn't it just focus on the bit where the lights are 
yeah the next bit yeah yeah exactly don't try try not to like obviously you need your dreams and you need like a focus and an end goal but and that's that it. always end. yeah but but to get there you know you need to just break it down into small bits yeah tiny tiny tasks um like for instance I was saying the other day if you're struggling day to day, just write three things down that you're going to do. That's it. Just three things, nothing else. Because we think, oh my God, there's so much that we don't do anything. And as we're ticking these things off our list, it opens the reward system within our brain that releases dopamine. And this is the happy chemicals. That's why we feel good when we do stuff. No matter what it is. If If you don't know what to do, write down empty the dishwasher because it's still something that you've done. It's still a task. You still completed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's being like giving thanks and and accepting that actually you might think you might write it off as like a crap day, but if you th- if you actually think about what you've accomplished, like you got out of bed, you got dressed, you know, yeah, all these little things, you you know, you did, you tidied up, or maybe you just rested. Like that's something to be proud of because one thing we don't do enough of is listening to like that inner voice that goes stop so when you stop don't berate yourself don't feel it's not like you're being lazy if your body and your mind saying i don't want to do this today then listen to that listen, you don't listen. get stuck in that yeah definitely like that is such a valid point i like do my weekly plan of what i've got on for the week and i was saying the other day on my instagram it was Wednesday and you could see I had tasks to complete. And I said, but it doesn't feel like Wednesday. It feels like Sunday. My body's tired. I need a rest. So I moved my Wednesday to another day and I called Wednesday Sunday and that was it. Yeah. And I'm doing the same tomorrow. It's a Sunday. Well, yeah. To be honest, I'm actually got, getting to a point now. I might, I think I might take a Wednesday off because yeah. I'm with the kids in the house. I'm doing work and it, it's starting to feel overwhelming. I'm starting to feel like I'm neglecting them a little bit, which yeah. then makes me less proactive because I'm in my head a bit. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to take a Wednesday off and we'll do stuff mainly Definitely, around yeah. the family and the kids. And then once that's done, if there's anything else I can do in the office, I can do that. And yeah. I know that's going to make me feel better. Yeah, definitely. It's what makes us feel better, isn't it? Rather than like what we accomplish, it's, it's how do you feel? Just check in, isn't it, with us? How do we feel? I know. So after this week, my diary on a Wednesday, apart from the one-hour team training that I have committed to doing, is a day off. <laughs> Same for me. I, I've, uh, the last three Wednesdays, I've been saying I, I'm, it's Sunday today. And I thought, I think I'm going to keep this up. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I always find on Sunday I get really productive because everyone's so chilled there's nothing that we have to conform to do or conform to be. We get out, we do, you know, we'll do a walk or whatever. And then by like afternoon after brunch, everyone's dead chilled. Everyone's doing their own little thing. And no one bothers me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, like, I think Sunday's my new favourite day because I can then catch up with whatever I want to catch up on. You know, I can unplug or I can, you know, do do bits and bobs that I haven't got to do. And no one bothers me on a Sunday. It's brilliant. <laughs> I find I end up doing my planners, you know, of a Sunday so I can see the week and then I end up like getting excited. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I've done that on Sunday. So this is my Sunday now in a Wednesday. (laughs) And that's the thing when you can put a little bit of time into planning things that you know you've got to do, just a little bit of prep, even if it's just a marker to say, 
reminder, got this, this and this, you just feel like you're winning automatically. I believe planning is the most important thing. I think it's the most important thing for confidence. I think it's the most important thing for motivation. I think it's the most important thing for anxiety. Let's see if I've got this piece of paper here. I'll just show you. Oh, yeah. It's my thing at the side. That's <laughs> 2021. Wow. So I you work, are organised. <laughs> I work in colours, but because I do sessions on time management, I think I'm dyslexic and I learn in colour and images. And I found that, having to find these coping mechanisms for my learning style has really helped me with my productivity and I use them to help other people. But I didn't know that prior. I just thought, oh, I can't get it out of my head. I need to see it clearly. Yeah. And now I I feel no anxiety about this year at all because in my mind I've, I've decided what's happening. See, a spreadsheet actually makes me feel anxious. <laughs> when yeah. I see all those grids, I go, Ugh. No, that's, a, that's a, um, a, an annual calendar download. So you just download the annual calendar and then fill the boxes in colour, like on Word. You're just filling it with colour and each colour means something different to you. Yeah. It's a good way to keep on track. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Everything you said is absolutely incredible. I absolutely adore you. I love the work that you're doing. You just spread so much positivity. Uh, You have to go and follow Liz on Instagram because that's where she spends most of her time, at Liz Forshaw. Yeah. Yeah. F-O-R-S-H-A. W, she's a she is literally a, a ray of sunshine on my Instagram feed every single day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Live Better with Natasha. If you have enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcasts. It helps us more than you can imagine to reach more people and share important lessons and conversations about mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. You can also connect with Natasha and become part of the Live Better movement right now by clicking the link in the show notes. If you're serious about scaling your personal or business brand, then you need to be producing audio. Yes, you need a podcast. Podcasting is exploding right now and means that you can reach a global audience, be seen as the expert in your marketplace, collaborate with world-renowned influencers, turn followers, fans, and listeners into paying clients, and open up a world of opportunities. So when you're ready to add the power of podcasting for your brand and business, check out the Ultimate Podcast Group, the team that make this very podcast ultimate podcast group your one-stop full service agency for all your production needs for more information click the link in the show notes now